what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of ben talks i am your host ben thanks for joining me once again if this is your first episode hey thank you very much for tuning in you should go listen to the rest of them get caught up i talk about all kinds of things like the endocannabinoid system cannabinoids in general we've gone over terpenoids flavonoids the gambit but uh today today what are we gonna talk about hmm we're going to talk about Delta 8 THC. Delta 8, I don't know if uh, you're not familiar with it, Delta 8 and Delta 9. Delta 9 THC or tetrahydrocannabinol is what is typically known as the high, you know, the THC that gets you stony baloney. And then there's Delta 8, which is new on the scene, Delta 8 tetrahydrocannabinol. And that is the... Legal because you can get it out of hemp and you can get it out of cannabis. Same family, different different spe- different uh, breeds of plants. I'm not using the right wordage. But hemp, cannabis, part of the cannabis K family. Okay, but you can get THC out of all of it, but uh, there's all kinds of things going on. It's complicated. It's extremely complicated. We just we're just now learning all the various things involved in this plant, this magical plant known as cannabis. We're just now learning about everything. I mean, we're we're talking what 400, maybe 700 different types of uh, terpenoids, and uh, and hundreds of cannabinoids found. So all ranging in different levels of the alphabet. So, and, and I do want to start going over those because there is a ton of information along, but I, I met a guy that I'm going to try and bring on that, it, that studies cannabinoids. I'm not going to give away a whole lot just in case, just in case I can't, but I've been in contact. Anyway, super, super knowledgeable guy about cannabinoids, and I'd love to have him on to break it down, all the individualities before I give my rough draft of it because I, you know, I study this stuff. I'm passionate, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a researcher as this guy is. So anyways, uh, but two separate molecules, part of the THC family, family. Uh, but that is what we're going to talk about is Delta eight and how it differs from THC, what it is or how it differs from Delta nine THC. See, it gets complicated because it's both, you know, it's look not to get all, you know, but it's like pronouns. It's, it's difficult to maneuver and navigate. Anyways, there's a shitload of them. So, with that being said, we're just starting to discover what they all are and what they all do. And Delta 8 is new on the scene. It's a big deal. So, I think, uh, you know, and I've had numerous people come into the shop. If if you're not familiar, Clarkson CBD Company, place I manage, go in there. As well as, hey, use the promo code shop online, ClarksonCBDCode.com. Use promo code BENTALKS, all one word. Ben talks all one word, safe 10% site wide. That's right. Anyways, uh, two separate compounds. Delta eight is part of the legal market. Why? Because people are getting it out of federally legal hemp. So now it becomes a gray area, right? Is it legal? Is it not legal? You've got States that are cracking down on it. You got the DEA that's like, no way, man, we want it gone. So let's go over it. What is it? And I've had, I've had a few people come into the shop and say they're looking for Delta 8 to help with pain. And I think this is and can be a little bit misleading only because I think there's a lot more going on there, as usual, as a lot, a lot of things, that you might not be getting as, as much pain relief as you would from CBD using just Delta eight. So I have to, I find myself educating people on Delta eight and how it differs from all these things in order to explain why they might not be getting the results that they thought they were going to get from Delta eight or whatever. So I thought, well, Hey, let's talk about it. Right. Cause that's the whole point of the show. You know, let's uh, educate people. And, and as people come in, this is the great thing. They come in and I, there's sometimes I'm not familiar with the fact that people don't know about these things, you know, or that uh, it's misleading or at least misinterpreted. So 
So let's go over it. So Delta 8, Delta 9 um, is, uh, well, here, I got a little, I got a little thing. <laughs> oh, by the way, okay, before we get too far into this, by the way, by the way, okay, make sure you go follow us on Facebook, Ben Talks. Well, me, it's me, follow me. I always say us because there's usually a production team around, like when I did radio and stuff, there was always a production team. So it wasn't just one individual a lot of times. It was numerous people. Sometimes it is one guy. But I get used to that. I get used to that saying us and we and anyways, it's me. So go follow me on Facebook. You can follow me, Ben Austin, personally. You can follow the uh, the the show, Facebook. Um, join me. Go, go, go find us. Like us. Share us about. Helps, helps grow the show there. Go with us again. Helps grow the show. Uh, but anyways, thank you very much for all those that keep listening to uh, to me. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. And now a new thing, I'm now on YouTube, so you can go check it out on YouTube. Make sure and subscribe, uh, leave a comment, and uh, make sure and like the video, and then share it with your friends, family, whoever, And because uh, and, I'm, I'm trying to grow it. And uh, give me your feedback, too. You know, I'd love to have conversation. That's what it's all about, starting discussions, conversations. That's that's where we're. That's a big part of what's going on these days. That's helping the movement. Is you have the the conversations that are happening amongst people that normally would not be either exploring cannabis, or or mentioning cannabis, or at least talking about CBD, which is in the ballpark. I mean, very in the ballpark. Extremely. It's it's in the you know we're playing baseball, so it's a big deal that you have people that have never looked to cannabis before now finding hope in CBD, which opens the door to a whole new thing. And I'm not necessarily saying that everyone should use cannabis. Here's what I am saying. Everyone should have access to it, should have information about it, educated about it, and, and know that it's an option for pain relief and all these things, just like any other natural alternative that a lot of people know about to help reduce illness and, and help manage pain. There's a ton of things, you know, you can help really prevent inflammation in your body with turmeric, things like that. Anyways, I'm going off, but I just mean share the show. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, and, and go support Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company as well because they help support me. Uh, they're, they're a great company. I love them. And I, I'm product agnostic. I've said this before. I'm going to keep saying it. But I'm product agnostic when it comes to brands, except I, I have conditions with that, which mean that, look, if you're ethical, you're doing it the right way, you're using the right ingredients, you're no pesticides, no pseudonutrients, you know, you're doing it the right way, the way nature, Mother Nature intended, and you're letting that cro uh, plant grow with no toxins whatsoever. I'm on your side. Two two thumbs way up, way up. I'm on, I'm on it because that's what it's all about. That's what we need. If we want dependable, long-lasting, uh, you know, sustainability in this industry, we need wholesome cannabis. So... Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company. Uh, so back to Delta 8, okay? So Delta 8, uh, the idea is that once again, it has a lot of the same effects of regular THC. So once again, Delta 9. So I'm going to be, when I say Delta 9 THC, I'm just saying THC. If I mean Delta 8, I'm going to say Delta 8. So just so we know for future reference, because I'm not going to sit here with a pain in the ass the entire show and break it down. That well, now I mean Delta 8. and I mean So when I say THC, I mean the Delta 9. And when I say Delta 8, I mean Delta 8. <laughs> All right. So Delta 8 is similar in the way that it's going to give you a little bit of a head high. It can be euphoric. It can be sedating. It can be somewhat relieving, but generally, generally on a lower scale on all those things. Um, now, a what a lot of people are doing is they're enhancing their products with terpen uh, terpenes. And so that is making the Delta 8 a little bit stronger. So it can be a little bit more intoxicating or sedating or relieving. Okay. But Delta 8 by itself 
is a diminished effect of uh, from regular THC. So, but it does have, I mean, I think it's, I tried it myself. Um, I, ha, I, I have, uh, there's not a ton of, um, if you're asking, well, how come you don't have it at your shop then? Uh, because I tried it and I liked it and I got some of it in and it, it moved incredibly slow because nobody around here really knows about it. And I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I want to have everything, but the honest truth is I can educate people uh, about something without necessarily having it there and then get it there as the demand comes in, but I'm working on getting more stuff in. So as far as Delta eight products go, I really enjoy it, but I didn't get a whole lot of relief out of it. And I haven't had a whole lot of people get a lot of relief out of it once again, unless there's other things added. So with that being said, uh, a lot of the differences with Delta eight and regular THC are actually involved in the molecular structure okay and and so for those of you watching there's a diagram that i have up of delta 9 thc and delta 8 thc uh in the molecular structure of it and and that's the biggest differences okay so so let's go let's start with that and then we'll go over the rest of the thing so what a lot of people are talking about in this is that um they both have a double bond structure Okay, and that double bond is the, if you're looking at the molecular structure is, you can see it in the diagrams. They're bonded in a couple of different places. If you're not familiar with this and I'm going over your head, I apologize. You really don't, in order to, I mean, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty of what it's doing in your body, you you want to know this. If you, if you don't necessarily need to know the molecular structure and how it differs, you can move forward. You could skip forward to where the points where we're talking about the differences in edibles and things like that. So you can you can skip forward and, and get to that. But but for now, we're going to go over the molecular breakdown and all that good jazz. So anyways, the double bond structure, that's the that's this double bond is thought to be where it's producing the intoxicating effects similar to, to Delta uh, to regular THC, the Delta nine. Uh, that's why. You know, once again, CBD and THC, here's a diagram of CBD. CBD does not have a double bond structure. See how it's how it's not double bonded together. So that's why they say there's this break here to not involve intoxication. There's this theory that that bonding right in here with the Delta 9 and the Delta 8 is what causes the intoxicating effects. Obviously, more research needs to be done on it, of course, always, forever, but that's what they're getting that from. So they believe that's what you're getting your high from. Now, they're chemically different in the placement of the double bond, of course. You know, they they have a what's called a chain of carbon atoms. Um, but this delta-8 has the double bond on what's the eighth carbon as opposed to the delta-9 is on the ninth carbon. Now, once again, this is going deep. You don't need this, but I'm giving it to you anyways. Ah, so let's get into the does Delta 8 get you high? It does get you high. Now, this, uh, we've talked about this before, in regular THC is the level of when you get high, how you get high, how much product, all that stuff varies from individual to individual. So it's very, very difficult to compare, okay? And I hate it. When they do that in pot shops, when individuals will compare smoking, like say, oh, uh, eating this is equal to smoking three bowls. Wrong. Eh, wrong. That's incredibly misleading. It's, it's an entirely different chemical process in your body where the effects are extremely long lasting, can be. Uh, and, and it's extremely delayed. So a lot of people make the mistake with edibles of compounding because they get impatient or they think it's not working. It could be two to four hours delay in edibles as opposed to smoking. So that whole comparison thing, people need to quit with that shit. But unfortunately, it runs rampant in these shops because people think they're helping. People think they're helping by cutting the science out of it. They think they're helping. You're not helping. 
People need the full picture in order to understand how these things work. Now, I know I just said you can skip ahead and not listen to this, but I don't think that necessarily the molecular structure is like a part of the picture. You really, really is like crucial to getting all the info. But I wanted to give it to you guys anyways, only to go into everything. Um, so the other draw is the fact that you have in these illegal states, Idaho, okay, we're on a border state, Washington, Idaho, and cannabis is legal retail and medically in Clarkston, Washington, and not in Lewiston, Idaho, which is four minutes away. Not if that it's a tiny little bridge. This separates. There's actually two of them. Anyways, but four minutes, entirely different laws, entirely different state. It's crazy. So the draw to Delta 8 is that you, uh, most people are appearing to get a little stony baloney and it's legal. But now you have certain states that are trying to crack down on it. But it's legal in the way that it's THC, but you can get it the intoxicating effects from it legally out of industrial hemp. So that's, that's the idea behind it. Um, and so people are jumping on this and I think it's cool. I mean, I think, I think it's great that people are exploring this, but once again, I think we need to manage expectations when it comes to the relieving effects, actual symptom relief that you can get from whole plant cannabis that you can get from CBD. So, and, and a lot of these people, some some of them might even prefer uh, the Delta 8 because it's not as strong. So they can explore this, you know, THC high, the devil's lettuce. I don't think it comes in smokable. Well, it does. I apologize. It does come in smokable. Let me explain. I haven't tried any that I like. Uh, but I haven't tried that much. So try it. But a lot of people are able to, you know, explore this and get a little stony baloney, a little buzzy without feeling like they're going to go over. So it's like the soccer mom's THC. You know what I mean? It's toned down. It's comfortable. It's, it's, it's approachable. So um, and it's legal once again. So that's another thing. It's, it's a milder high and it's legal. So those are very, very appealing things about this. I get it. Uh, so a lot of people describe it as a lighter, more energetic version of Delta nine THC. Um, but I think that varies. I think the products that you get are going to try and make it either upper or downer, similar to Indica Sativa. So I don't know if that's always going to be the case every time you take Delta 8 by itself. You know, once again, I think there's a lot of things, but now you can get it in dabs, you can get it in edibles, you can get it in joints, pretty much however you want. So the effects, once again, to go back is mild euphoria, some happiness, which I think that is euphoria, happiness, euphoria. That's the same thing. But euphoria is generally just good mood, uplifting, um, and some pain relief. Some similar to regular Delta 9 THC. Some people get mild pain relief out of it along with the intoxicating effects. Not as much as some people get off of straight CBD or CBD incorporated with THC. So... But because it's less potent, once again, those effects are generally less. Uh, now, I've been getting a lot of people that explain that say that they get help with sleep. Now, I once again, I I believe that that is because they are they are, it's it's involving something else, not just the delta eight. Because as other people have said, it can be energetic instead of drowsy. So you wouldn't want that if you have insomnia and you're going to take it at night. So clearly there are mixed results. And I believe those mixed results are primarily due to products that are, that are swaying it one way or the other, similar like CBD, 
like we have in our shop, we have a slumber product or a Noctis product. Perfect for nighttime. They, they're influenced with terpenes to enhance the CBD's drowsiness and help you sleep better, stay asleep longer, wake up feeling more refreshed. <laughs> Great plug, right? Uh, Delta 8 is, once again, are they enhancing that Delta 8 to make it more drowsy? Or is it by itself do that? THC is a great sedative by itself. So that I'm not sure. So when people are like, oh, I get an energized effect. Oh, I got a sleepy effect. What's going on in the product to make it do that? Is it just the Delta 8? That's what I don't know of. And that's why I haven't buckled down and gotten a bunch of it because I need to do more research uh, that, you know, because there's not enough. And not to mention the DEA is is coming in hot after this shit. I mean, really, really hot. It is trying, they are trying extremely hard to get this out of there. And there are numerous states that are that are saying no Delta 8, no Delta 8. Uh, in fact, Hawaii is trying to crack down just to take a huge left turn off of what we're talking about. Hawaii is trying to ban all hemp-derived smoke. Vape, smokable, it has to be in capsule, topical, um, edible form of some kind. Tinctures cannot be smokable. Why the, what, fucking why? I don't get it. It's federally legal. Once again, to my argument, what does federal legalization do for us that we don't already have? What does it do? These states that don't want it, they can still say no. So what is it going to give us that we don't already have? Except bring in the government that is always fuck shit up. I don't know. But I, I, anyways, once again, Delta 8, the way they fuck with it, I think, you know. Anyways, and they're getting it from legal hemp, mind you. They are getting it from legal hemp. It is not just cannabis. They are getting it from legal, federally legal hemp. And the DA is still trying to go after it. Once again, what does federal legalization do for us that we don't already do for ourselves? Okay. As in states. Not, I'm not saying I can't legalize it for myself. That would be rad. Oh, I legalize marijuana for me. Uh, so, once again... To go to the similarities of THC, some of the quote-unquote side effects, like the red eyes, uh, the cotton mouth, um, (laughs) even in some cases short-term memory loss. What was I talking about? These have been paranoia, anxiety included. These have been reported along with Delta 8. So it's very, very similar in how it reacts in the body and how people respond to it. As far as all that goes. Now, once again, I think all of these things vary from individual to individual. So this is not a blanket statement that Delta 8 will do this. This is that this how is how some people's bodies have, have uh, responded to it, which is extremely similar to how regular THC reacts, just slightly less than, uh, but otherwise. And once again, there is not enough research ever in anything, but that's where we're at right now with these things. Now, let's go into how this differs from, oh, that's the wrong thing. How this differs, that's coming up. How this differs from CBD, okay? Because once again, we're talking about similarities in Delta 8 and Delta 9 of getting high, right? Okay, now, We've also gotten result, uh, 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 God damn it, <laughs> gotten people saying that they have gotten pain relief as well. Okay, well, is that true and how does that differ? Now, Delta A, once again, to go to the comparison of Delta 8 and Delta 9, okay, double bonded, all that great jazz, and then you have CBD, which is, once again, similar. They're in the same family, but different. So here's how they differ. So aside from, of course, the chemical structure is what we feel like is 
making it to where it doesn't get you high is that double bonded. So it does not have that, so it's not going to get you high. It binds to the endocannabinoid system similarly to the way, of course, Delta-9 um, and Delta-8 appear to. Um, but CBD, CBD, uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. Delta-8 and Delta-9 bind to the endocannabinoid system the same way. But CBD does not bind the way the THC does. Instead, and, and that's part of the non-intoxicating effects. It doesn't bind directly. Okay, THC does, CBD does not. So that's the other reason why you're not going to get stony baloney from CBD. So those that are saying, okay, well, I don't want to get high in any way. What do I take? CBD. You can take massive doses of CBD. And when I say massive, I'm not advocating for you taking thousands of milligrams at a time. This is a process that you need to figure out what your body responds to. But let's say you're taking 30 milligrams of CBD. You're going you're gonna to get some results from that, chances are, and then you can increase as needed, you know, fill in any gaps, whatever it is. But you can continue to dose and never have to worry about getting high. Whereas these other compounds, that is one of the issues with utilizing THC in the medical side of it is that a lot of people don't want to get high. So therefore, they are trying to avoid uh, the intoxicating effects going to CBD. Now, a lot of people will say, well, if you're on pharmaceuticals, you're getting high anyways. 100% agreed. Agreed. And anybody who say, I mean, I hear that a lot. You know, oh, well, I take, you know, 15 medications from antidepressants to anti-inflammatories to blood thinners to you name it, but I don't want to be high. I'm sorry to tell you, you are high. You are high. Absolutely. Even if you don't feel it anymore, that's a tolerance. Welcome to the club. So you can set your righteousness outside on the sidewalk. You know, that's exactly what, so no, but CBD, you can avoid that and dose very, very high. Whereas with Delta 8 and Delta 9, you're not going to be able to do that. Once again, you can get effects. I just think with CBD, it unlocks the door, opens a whole nother door, I should say, that allows you to walk as far as you want and never, never have to worry about losing control over your senses, losing control over your motor functions. You never have to worry about that. It's balanced. It's, you know, functional. So how do you dose Delta-8? I'm not going to get into recommending any specific doses for a few reasons. One, I don't know enough about Delta-8 in practice to be able to say, well, here's what 30 milligrams is going to do to you um, because it is diminished from THC, but it is also intoxicating. Unlike CBD, I can't use CBD dosing regimens because I can dose as high as 30 milligrams, 50 milligrams, 100 milligrams of CBD and never get high. Whereas I could take, you know, five, I'm not saying for myself, I'm saying any individual could take five milligrams of THC and feel intoxicated if they're on the lower scale. If they're on the higher scale, of course, it's going to take more. But now Delta-8 falls somewhere in the middle. So what is a proper dose? People will once again say start low and slow, especially if you are trying to avoid the intoxicating effects. Obviously, if you're trying to get intoxicated, go for it. Go for it. It's not going to hurt you. Go for it. Have at her. Uh, but if you are, if you're not trying to get high, if you're trying to avoid that, you are going to want to start lower. So maybe like 10 milligrams. See how that does for you. Um, but I, once again, I don't know enough about it in practice to be able to say, here's what you should take. I could do that all day long with CBD. I could do that all day long. I can tell you, Oh, well, based on what you told me, what you're suffering with, based on what you told me that you um, are trying to do during your day, what your regimens are, what medications you're doing, uh, you know, your, your, your health choices and lifestyle, here's what I recommend. But this, I, I, I really don't know. I would say start with 10, work your way up. But 
But I don't know because 10 milligrams to me of THC, Delta 8 or Delta 9, isn't going to do much. But to other people, I know they take that at night to help them sleep. It's that much. I know other individuals that, that cut five milligrams in half and say that helps them sleep. So to give a blanket recommendation of dose on THC in general to individuals, I believe is inappropriate because of the fact that you have such a range of tolerance that if somebody does not pay attention to the fact that they've never ingested THC before and you recommend 10 milligrams of THC, that can be too much, depending on the individual. Some people are going to love it. They're going to love it. Others are not going to like it. And I have testimonials from individuals that have said 10 milligrams sent them into. And look, I'm not making it up. I don't know if they are or not, but I take everybody's personal experience to boot or, or, or to the bank because of the fact that this, they have found DNA markers that make people more sensitive to THC. So who am I to judge? Who am I to judge how hard that hit you? Maybe you maybe you have the genetic marker that makes you extremely sensitive to THC, so any amount sends you over the moon. Or maybe you're like some people, wink, myself, that can take massive amounts of THC and and function. There's all kinds of individuals. So it is dangerous, in my opinion, not dangerous in the way of hurting people, but it's dangerous in the way of hurting the movement when you get people that are now against cannabis because they're like, oh my God, I was on a three-day bender. I fell down my stairs. It's, it's dangerous. You don't want that. There's ways to mitigate that, which is start them low and slow with THC. So once again, I'm not going to give a recommendation on dose on THC. I would say start low and work your way up. Whereas CBD, you can start middle of the road. You can start high. You can start low. And, and no matter what, you're not going to get intoxicated. But this, I'm not sure. So get yourself some gummies. Go about it slowly. Make yourself at home in the evening. So in case it does make you tired, you're already there. You're already ready. Put on a great movie. Enjoy yourself. Don't panic. It's organic. I hate that. Anyways, <laughs> it just doesn't make people aware of the pitfalls that can happen. Anyways, once again, there's not enough research. There always needs to be more, but that's where we're at. So I went into the legality. It's somewhat of a gray area, okay, because a lot of it's federally legal. It's coming out of hemp. That means it's federally legal. Now, if it comes out of cannabis, that means it is still Anything cannabis-derived is regulated under the med uh, under marijuana laws, okay? Anything that comes out of hemp is supposed to be regulated under the farm bill, which is federally legal. But they are states that are cracking down on this. So, they really want it. They, I'm telling you, they really want to schedule it like a drug, which is insane, but that's what they want to do. Uh, and I think it's going to, it's going to, first of all, I, to think that we're in a day and age where we're arguing against the scheduling of cannabis, but we are, we have agencies that are looking to put other cannabis compounds simply because the same bullshit before they don't know enough about it is why they want to make it illegal. It's a shoot first, ask questions later mentality. It's natural. It comes from cannabis, which we have found has not hurt anybody ever, ever, ever. Okay. So now mind you, there are people that do dumb shit while using cannabis, but cannabis itself has never hurt anybody. And those people that are going to the hospital, ER visits for overdoses, gigantic air quotes, is because they're stupid and they don't realize that you need to breathe. And you need to not take so much and don't be an idiot and listen to a guy wearing tie-dye that thinks he knows everything about cannabis and doesn't, okay? You need to get some real 
knowledge before you go in there and get recommendations because it is, it's, it's, it's medicine. You wouldn't, there are people that look at medicines like a journey and an adventure, and those are called addicts. Okay. So if you are not familiar with medication, you shouldn't walk in there like it's Candyland and just pick something and then go have at it. It's safe to do so. But then what happens is you hurt the movement with your emergency room visits that are nothing. Because now you have doctors that are there going, see, we told you. You got the government going, see, we told you. It's not cool. So do yourself and the rest of us a favor and do talk to anybody outside of the one that's trying to sell you a product about cannabis and their experience with edibles. And they will tell you, holy shit, Martha, take it slow. Because I got my, you know, socks rocked by the most unassuming piece of fudge. That's what you're going to hear. And she goes, oh, my goodness, I, I had no idea. So then when she goes in and she sees the, the now-sued Skittles brand, <laughs> she's going to go, oh, well, you know, my friend said. So she's going to think twice about just scarfing it down. But then you've got an individual who really wants to sell this granny a pack of fudge that's just packed full of cannabis. Just, just because they can say, oh my God, this granny's going to get fucked up. And then she'll never turn to it again and she's right back to a naysayer. We don't need that. So, I went on another tangent. But I'm just saying that there needs to be more education. There needs to be more research on this. But when you're approaching Delta 8, do yourself a favor. It's safe. It's safe the same way cannabis is safe, but you still need to approach cannabis that if you've never experienced it before, take it slow. Take it slow. CBD is an open, is just a wide open room that you can explore with no potential side effects of intoxication. That's a safe space to do that. But if you're looking to get high and you want to take it slow, you need to take it low and take it slow. It is safe. People are asking, well, is Delta 8 safe? Yes, it comes from cannabis. Cannabis has been proven safe. Once again, we don't need to go through this every single little compound that comes out of cannabis that's, that's discovered on its own. There are hundreds of compounds coming out of cannabis individually that have benefits. Are we going to go through this argument for every single one of them? I have a feeling we are, which is going to get real old real fast. So it's safe, but still have some common sense. Have some common sense. And those people that are heavy drinkers and think they're badasses, oh Lord, let me tell you, nobody kicks ass like mother nature and marijuana is, is absolutely mother nature's candy. I'm telling you, people have a lot of fun. And they enjoy it. But she knows how to rock. So she will rock your world if you let her. Anyways. All right. So the other question is, <laughs> can you get Delta 8 in the mail? Yes, you can. Because it uh, falls under the federally legal. However, it's not legal in all states. So if it ships through an illegal state and gets seized, you're in a world of hurt. Potentially, or they might just be like, hey, no, no. Uh, but I, you know, I would say here, here's your safe zones. Okay, I'll do it. Here's the list Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Delaware, Idaho, Idaho, what the fuck? Iowa, Mississippi, Montana, New York, New York State has actually outlawed uh, Delta 8. Uh, Rhode Island and Utah. Oh, these are the states to avoid. That's right. These are the states to avoid. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado. What's amazing is Arkansas and Colorado have led the way in medical cannabis. 
and yet they are outlawing Delta 8. Once again, this is fear of the unknown, period. You have a bunch of lawmakers say, well, we don't know about it. We should outlaw it just in case. Fuck you guys. So, it's safe. Go get some. Try it out. Try it out. Let me know what you think. Get back on this video. Comment on it. Let me know what you think. Hmm? I'm curious. Curious. Comment. Let me know. Uh, but while we're talking about the effects of cannabis and CBD and the differences and all that, there's something to factor in here. You know, once again, when you get the various results of people that have gotten sleepy or gotten energized off of different products, that is because of, first of all, once again, how they influence the product, but also how they administer you know, there, there's, there's numerous methods in which you can administer cannabis and CBD and all these things. And that also plays a part in how that product is going to have a result in your body. Um, so for instance, well, well, let's just get into it. I'll, I'll, I'll break it down here. Okay. So the various cannabis delivery methods, there's one missing though, out of this that they did not put on this graph and I didn't want to make a new one is sublingual. Now, that is part of the oral side of it, but here's what I will tell you. Sublingual through the mouth, right in here, if you're not watching, I am pointing to this diagram's mouth. Uh, through the mouth, you have sublingual glands and a lot going on in your mouth that absorbs directly to the bloodstream. So that is a huge factor in getting it into your body before it ever gets to your stomach. Okay, which is where this oral is pointing to is the gut, uh, the stomach. So, but then topical is not pointing to the groin. It's actually pointing to skin, which they literally could have pointed anywhere on the body, but they went straight for the private parts. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, and then the other one is inhaling, which is through the lungs. You have tons of receptors in your lungs that administer directly to the bloodstream. It's super quick. That's why smoking it is rapid response but it also can dissipate quickly. Um, so let's go into the different methods and what, what exactly, you know, how they work. So the biggest thing to know is this. When you're smoking, okay, now people will say, yes, smoking is the quickest way. You know, a lot of, I've heard tons of people that when asked, well, what's the best way to take cannabis? What's the best way to take CBD? People say, oh, smoke it. Vape it because it's rapid. It's, it's immediate. That is true. But when we're talking about health, overall health, what is the healthiest way, which I think is the appropriate question, not just what is the fastest, which I think if somebody says what is the best, we're not just looking at the fastest. We're looking at the overall. What's the overall best way to ingest, to get it in you? When smoking... There are several factors to keep in mind on if it's healthy or not. One, how was it grown? I've talked about this to exhaustion. These growers need to be held to responsibility on how they grow because you are putting, you are smoking it, you are creating a chemical reaction in your body called decarboxylation, which is an entirely different chemical process that we don't even know what these pesticides do when they're, when, when heated, when decarboxylated and put in your body. We have no idea. But now we have the CHS disease, which it, in my opinion, I've talked about this before, is straight from over-pesticide use. So that's factor number one. Is there pesticides? Are there toxins? With hemp, it pulls up uh, imperfections in the soil. So it's very, very important. I believe that's the same thing with, with cannabis. Hemp and cannabis come from the same family. How do they not intake things the same way? Maybe they don't, but I think they do. So, <clears throat> pardon me. Once again, how is it grown? That's a big factor. The other thing is, what is it in? You know, are you smoking it in a joint paper? Not healthy. You're intaking burnt paper. Now they say, yeah, well, it's as healthy as it can be. It's still not healthy. And those papers have taken on 
dust and bacteria, all kinds of things. If you want to get real crazy germy into it. But think about that for a moment. You're putting it in a vessel. You're smoking out of a vessel that you cannot vouch for where it has been, how many times it's been touched, and by whom. Number two. So that's number two. Number three is, what are you using to light it? Now, I'm getting deep here. Okay, so people are like, Jesus, fuck. You know, who cares? Okay, yeah, I get it. Go for it. But look, if we're talking about the best way, then I'm going to give it to you straight. So the other one is, what are you using to light it? Now, if you're using a butane lighter, you are taking in butane, fumes, carcinogens that cause cancer. You are taking in cancer. Okay, now people will be like, oh, well, I don't smoke cigarettes because they're cancer-causing. So is butane. All right. A lighter of any kind. Aside from electric, electricity or, or even hempwick isn't bad, but you're talking about burnt fiber that's generally covered in some kind of wax. Now you're getting into a whole nother production line. So I'm just talking about, in my opinion, smoking gets complicated when looking at that as the best route. It is, yes, the fastest route, but is it the best? I don't think so. I think in taking it, orally through sublingual glands, allowing it to absorb into your body, people get consistent results, consistent results. Smoking is instant, but the results are varied. So when you intake it, in my, in my experience, when you intake it like an oil, something like that, something that's bioavailable, you are getting, you, you are getting a consistent potent effect. So that's why I feel that way. So Smoking, once again, is the fastest, but, but again, it can be the least healthy form. Smoking, in general, I would not advocate as the best way of doing anything as far as health goes, okay? But they are quick, they are accessible, they're fun. Um, so absolutely, I mean, I, I'm not against joints, but let's just say as far as speed and delivery, Yes, uh, smoking is. As far as health goes, no, it's one of the least. But let's go into, you know, and I mean, we're talking, if you use a pipe, a bong, anything, any of these things, you are taking in plant matter that you don't need, typically with butane, that once again, the, these are not good things, and I don't care how many times your bong is percolated, it's not getting all that shit out of it, okay? So then vaporizing. Let's go into vaporizing. Vaporizing is, once again, extremely quick delivery method. Very convenient, extremely discreet, very popular right now, of course. Is it the best? As far as speed and delivery goes, yes. Health, no. Now, let's talk about why. Well, why is vaping not good? Now, ben, you're not, you're not, no more papers. I got rid of the papers. No more butane lighter. I got rid of the butane. What the fuck? What's wrong with it now? I'll tell you why. They use thinning agents such as propylene glycol. And propylene glycol is a FDA, those motherfuckers, FDA approved uh, antifreeze that they use in food, in pre uh, preservatives, Cheerios. Holy shit, Cheerios are sprayed like crazy with it. It's what preserves. It's a, it's a FDA approved preservative, Okay. Propylene glycol or something similar is typically used as a thinning agent. Now, also, you are heating this up with an element that can break down and put off fumes once it breaks down. The filament can put off fumes if it's starting to burn out. Is it healthy? In my opinion, it's just one step above smoking regular joint papers and, and all that stuff. Look at this. My cup. <laughs> Is that not rad? Because of the green screen? Oh, I love it. If those of you that are watching, I'm having too much fun with my green screen. I totally forgot that my cup is green and so therefore has disappeared. Look. I love it. Super fun. Anyways, thank you all once again for uh, joining another episode. 
anyways. So there's all kinds of vaporizers. Now, here's where I believe it separates. When you're talking about liquid vaporizers, I believe you're dealing with a lot of contaminants in that that we really don't know. People make it in the back of vans and basements. This these thinning shit, this this vape shit, it's really it's difficult. It's it's complicated because it's it's quite a process really when you think about it what's going on but people just take it for granted and just like oh i'm just vaping there's so much going on now dry herb vaporizers this is where i really really like now i have the uh what's called the mighty all right this is by stores and bickle i'm not sponsored i just love this company they've been making the tabletop vaporizers for all time and they put out the portable version, the Mighty. I love it. And I'm telling you right now, in my opinion, if you want the healthiest way and the most effective way to smoke, that is the way to do it because you are not getting plant material. You are not using butane. You are using indirect heat. You're vaporizing the material. You're getting all the compounds and molecules out that you need. You're getting nothing you don't. So in my opinion, and all the flavonoids and terpenoids, the per preservation of the flavor coming out of the cannabis from a dry va herb vaporizer is unreal. Uh, so anyway, so that's what I recommend. Uh, also, there's dab rigs. You can take dab rigs, and those are uh, another way to vaporize. Now, I think that is, once again, you're applying a ton of heat now. A ton of heat. Uh, 700 degrees in a lot of cases you're taking this dab at 700 degrees now there are percolated you know uh, devices that will help cool down the material the smoke and all that stuff but once again you're taking a massive dose of heat and that could be very very hard in your lungs and cause damage um, and a lot of places are using butane as a solvent to extract these dabs so you have to once again know where they're getting it from uh, now, even with dry air vaporizing, you got to know where the material goes. You got to know where it's coming from. You got to know, you got to know the grow that's doing it. That's why I always make sure that I use Hell's Candy Cannabis Company. Let me get the jar right. Uh, so that way I can make sure I love these guys. So that way I can make sure that I'm getting no pesticides and I'm getting top notch, top quality, maximum flavor product. And that's what it's all about when using a vaporizer. All right. Now let's go now now you've got these inhalers, okay? I'm not a huge fan. I will tell you I, I I'm not a huge fan only because I took albuterol as a kid and I think it's incredibly misleading to put it in an aerosol type form and tell people that it's for asthma, it's targeted for asthma when I think you can accomplish this by taking CBD in general. I don't, I don't know enough research on it to be able to say that I think it's good or not. I think, once again, I, it comes down to who's putting it out. If they're putting it out good and they're making sure they're putting in a good product, then I would say it's probably safe. If they're not, chances are they're not. Excuse me. Um, th then, once again, it's not safe. So the inhalers, I don't know. That goes into the, uh, you know, once again, the uh, the administration of inhaling into the lungs, inhaling into the lungs, very fast delivery. But once again, depending on how you're doing it is not as healthy as you would like it to be. Now, that's where it comes to one of my favorite ways to consume, which is oral consumption. Once again, I do believe that they're missing one, which is sublingual up in the mouth because they're not they're not. They're not covering this at all. That's where you got to put it in. You know, you know, here's what they're not covering. Okay. And this is why I use other people's graphics. Okay. Here's why I use, because these are the people that are putting out information on the, on the mass scale. All right. This is what's available to the general public. And that's why it's misleading and lacking. Okay. Is in order to get it to your stomach, you have the mouth which plays a huge part in administrating, or I'm sorry, distributing these compounds to the rest of your body. 
specifically sublingually when you allow it to reside in the mouth and therefore allow distribution to take place before it ever gets to your stomach. Okay, so with that being said, okay, I just want to set that straight. We're talking about edibles, so that's any anything put in food, and then oils, tinctures. Um, that does not include, even though oral consumption, that does not include capsules because the way capsules work is they're delayed response because they're in a little gel cap. So when you put them in your mouth and swallow it, because it's nothing is being absorbed in your mouth, it can take up to an hour to kick in. And that's kind of a benefit when dealing with sleep. That's actually a good thing to use capsules for is sleep uh, because it helps you stay asleep because around the time when a lot of people are starting to come out of REM sleep, you're, those capsules are going into starting to work and keeping you asleep. So it's perfect. Anyways, ed- edibles, um, tinctures, oils, the, way, the reason why this is so good is because of the mouth and the stomach. Now you allow something, even, even a food, to uh, reside your mouth for a while and your mouth helps absorb and then all the way down into your stomach, it's always absorbing. So start in your mouth, start with your mouth, allow, chew your food really well and allow it to reside in the mouth for about a minute, then swallow it. Tinctures, allow them to reside in, the, in your mouth for about a minute and you'll notice less fluid. They say tinctures and oils, same goddamn thing. There's different oils and tinctures, though. There are different types. There's a vegetable glycerin oil. There is MCT oil. There is uh, what what's a liposomal, which is uh, nano, but that's, that's hit and miss because it's patented technology. Um, so these are the different ways that you can get it in you. Now, the, the other thing that I haven't covered yet. And I'm, uh, Oh, Oh, the other thing about once again, the onset, the, 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 how long those, these results last that varies from individual to individual. So it's hard for me to say, well, smoking is going to give you this and eating is going to give you this, or a tincture is going to give you this. Typically you're going to get results smoking. It's going to be immediate. Uh, tinctures, oils, sublingually, it's going to be about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe. Uh, food, it's going to be whatever your digestion is. It could be two to four hours. Same thing with edibles. Um, and dose, once again, if you're, if you're dealing with THC, dose low. If you're dealing with CBD, go for it. Just go for it. But if, you're, if you want to start low, start low. Um, and, you know, sublingual is going to be rapid onset once again. It's going to be rapid onset. So you're going to get 15, 20 minutes as opposed to uh, eating it. It can be delayed by hours. Uh, Now, a topical is very interesting because you're not going to get as much, in my opinion, in my experience, you're not going to get as much preventative, full body preventative, just in the way that it works in your body. You're not going to get full body preventative the way you can with edibles, the way you can with tinctures, the way you can with smoking. Even smoking, I think, is a bit diminished, but you continue to do it daily. Topical, it's only really going into your skin where you put it, and it's not working throughout the whole body unless it gets into your bloodstream. And even then, it's going to be it's going to be a lot less that gets in your bloodstream through your epidermis. So I'm going to say, so I say topical is great for if you're trying to improve, you know, if you're trying to reduce scarring, if you're trying to improve injuries, if you're trying to, you know, heal an area as well as a dual approach, if you're trying to manage pain as well as heal a spot, use both. You take it internally, take it external, put it on externally, help heal that area. But when it comes to full body health and preventative, as far as cannabis, medicine goes, that really is an internal approach. Uh, external approach is once again, if you're trying to heal the skin, if you have effects on the skin, rashes, eczema, um, anything like that, uh, any inflammatory illness going on, uh, cuts, things like that, it's going to help with that. And it's going to help reduce scarring. I, I love to, to mention to pregnant women, use CBD on your bellies as far as uh, reduce uh, um, um, stretch marks, all that stuff. It's great for the skin. And if you use products that are all natural, of course, 
then that CBD along with those natural ingredients, it's just great for your skin. It's great for your muscles. It's awesome. You know, as well as topically, now they got bath bombs, which are super rad. And, um, you know, that's, I mean, you soak in a bathtub with, uh, with a bath bomb and oh my God, oh my God. We're talking about all night relief, all night relief. Uh, so that's it guys. That's it folks. That's, that's the rundown of the various methods in which you can take it and the different in which you can take these different things like Delta eight, Delta nine and CBD. And then the differences in Delta nine, Delta eight, THC and Delta uh, eight. Fuck CBD, Delta eight and Delta nine. See what I mean about how confusing it gets. The main thing to remember is this. Cannabis is safe. What we have these days is we have engineered products. They are engineered to be potent because you have decades of individuals that have been smoking, that have been exploring cannabis, that want a stronger product. And typically, they're the majority or a good portion of the demographic for these pot shops and growers. But now there's an emerging world of people that have never turned to cannabis before in their lives. And they're hesitant because all they've heard are the horror stories. But now they're starting, or at least prior in their previous lives, growing up, whatever, from everyone around them until now, they've been hearing how bad it is and how to avoid it. But now all of a sudden, you've got athletes You've got celebrities, you've got grandmas and grandpas and neighbors and family members, literally everybody that is using CBD or something derived from CBD, something similar to it, to help sleep, to help with inflammation, whatever it is. And so they're hearing these success stories for the first time, but now involving CBD. And now we've got Delta 8 and Delta 9 and it gets confusing because now before that anybody ever knew was just pot marijuana pot thc bad half of the people didn't even know thc they just knew marijuana or pot or the whatever it was the reefer and now there's a whole new world that they're opening up to and the problem is is that you have people that look at everyone like a blank canvas that they can just splatter whatever they want on it as far as the experience goes. So they're just like, they with indiscretionary, like, oh, here's this, here's that, here's this. And no thought about preserving that individual's perception of cannabis to help further the movement, to help prolong what we have now, which is a cannabis industry for the first time ever. There's no thought about the responsibility that goes into making sure that grandma and grandpa and family members and friends have a wonderful experience involving cannabis and involving CBD like they can, like they should. So that way when they go forward to the next individual, they say, oh my God, you're never going to believe what I tried. Instead of, like I've heard sometimes of somebody saying, you're never going to believe what they did to me because they go in for the first time and they get edibles and they're told nothing. How many to take? Nothing. It says a small number, like 10 milligrams. They take it. Nothing happens. They wait an hour. Nothing happens. So they take another one. They wait another hour and they might take another one or it starts to kick in. And then all of a sudden, they're double-dosed, and they're in for a ride that they have no, no idea what they're in for. It's extremely uncomfortable for them because they didn't want it to begin with. And they were misguided. And now, once again, they're on the team of anti-cannabis. And, and, and it could have been avoided had the individual that they went to first said, Hey, let's start you off slow. Let's get you into some of this with a little bit of education, a little bit of guidance. But they don't culture that 
in these pot shops. They don't culture that environment of take it slow, explain things. No, it's quick. Come in. Let's get your shit. Let's get you out. Especially now with social distancing and masks. Nobody wants to stay anywhere for an extended period of time. So now you have even less communication going on than before. This is why we need people who are willing to take the time to say, let me explain to you how this works. And then go forward from there. So, once again, when approaching these things, it's all safe. But there are ways to do it that are uncomfortable, that you are not going to like. And there are ways to go about it that you will enjoy it and you will have a good time and you'll be relaxed and you'll feel comfortable. But we got to figure out what that dose is first. And that takes talking. That takes communication. Getting to know each other. Yeah? Anyways. Thank you all once again for joining me on another episode of Ben Talks. Go share. Like the episode, please. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and share and comment and splash it about, share it about. Um, Help me grow the show. And please leave a comment. Let me know. Let's talk. And then um, uh, go like Facebook, Ben Talks, and share that as well. And uh, let's chat. Hit me up. Facebook, Instagram. I'm Ben Austin on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else. And then uh, once again, Ben Talks Podcast is on Facebook and YouTube. So, hey, thanks all. Remember, subscribe, review, like, share, all that great shit. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye.